0: welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Welcome back all of my wonderful, beautiful, amazing patrons. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. I feel like today's episode is a little bit overdue only because I do cover so much nostalgia, 90s, Nickelodeon. I've Interviewed Mitchell Kriegman, creator of Clarissa Explains It All. Um, and of course, Scott from the Orange Years documentary. So I've always wanted to talk about the seedier side of Nickelodeon and even Disney but you guys know me. uh, Usually I go for the obvious pick, the James Franco. But today we're actually going to be talking a little bit about Ren and Stimpy. More specifically, we'll be talking about John K. That's what he's referred to. And I think you pronounce his name, Chris Falusi, John Chris Falusi. Now, he's known professionally as John K. That's his nickname. He's a Canadian illustrator, voice actor, and he's a former animator. And he is actually the creator of the animated series, Ren and Stimpy. So, I mean, I wasn't the hugest fan of Ren and Stimpy, but I didn't hate it either. And I would say that it's like 100% classic nostalgia Nickelodeon. So, and it was required viewing for Nick kids to be a Nick kid. I mean, it was completely influential show and it ran from 89 to 92, but it was in syndication forever. And, you know, he was involved in every aspect of production, including even like some of the voice acting work for the characters. It's a jack of all trades, but... <laughs> He has been exposed for his very inappropriate relationships with young girls. He would meet these girls online and try to groom them allegedly um, by, you know, promising them a career via the Internet. And for a young, aspiring voice actress, I mean, I could definitely see how that's appealing. If an actual cartoonist that works at Nickelodeon is reaching out to you, that could totally be appealing. There's a huge offset of power there. I definitely want to include some clips in this episode as well, you guys, just so you can get a feel of how freaking weird this guy actually is. (laughs) And also some of you might've actually checked out An Open Secret, which I posted on the patron page. It's a few posts down, but if you watch that documentary, he's also featured in An Open Secret and along with John Buck, who I really want to talk about next. So the Ren and Stimpy show, so John loved teenage girls, <clears throat> recruit them for the projects that he worked on. I mean, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, he was really working everywhere. He had worked with Howard Stern at one point. It's not like he just did Ren and Stimpy either, you guys. Miley Cyrus reached out to him to work on something for her. He was the inspiration for Spongebob, Adventure Time, Rick and Morty. None of these cartoons happen without the in- him creating Ren and Stimpy he's credited with this a couple of sequences on the Simpsons he's in the hall of fame at Nickelodeon I mean he's got accolades he's still in the industry so two of his victims have come forward and that's those are the stories we're going to go through but I have to say allegedly because you know why but it's so messed up like just how we always talk about I mean, it's Holly weird, right? How is it that these people and in a way, I mean, we know about the casting couch, of course, but this is just the casting couch on a different level. I mean, he's essentially telling these girls, I mean, and we'll get into it, but the way that he groomed them and- lured them into being abused by him is what we see over and over and over again when we look at these industry stories. I don't understand why they continue to be hired, but let's start with Robin, his first victim. She says in 1994, she was 13. She sent him a video. She's talking about her drawings, her characters, very passionate. And he responds to her and sends her a letter, which is really awesome. She thought it was going to be a work relationship. It was her big break. He's 39 years old at this point though. 39. Like, oh my god. At one point, he actually came and visited her in Arizona in the trailer park that she lived in with her parents. And my question is like where were the parents? I mean, I I did a lot of sneaking around as a teenager, so I can understand that aspect of it, but it's still just mind-blowing to me that he went to visit this girl. Ugh. Like, I really don't think I would have as much to say if she was 18, but it's just too young. So he brings her to LA to show her his studio, talk about her future career, what he's going to do for her career. And I guess when they were in the pool, he touched her. And I guess during that incident, she was 16, And he did sexually assault her. So obviously he was using his position in the industry to be able to groom and influence this child. Now in 97, before her senior year in high school, he flies her to Los Angeles again. And she gets an internship at his production company and just moves in with him that seems legitimate. Who else do we know that moved in with a producer, Amanda Pines? (laughs) Amanda, this is very Amanda and Dan. Just kidding. That's for another episode. But I mean, yeah, she eventually, she just ended up living with him full time, this girl and John K at the age of 17. And he was supposedly helping her with her career. It's an internship. That's the whole idea. But she's. And she was working. I mean, she was learning to become an animator. And so her dreams were coming true. So just think about that. I mean, their 25 year age difference isn't a big deal to her because she thinks it's romantic. That's so disgusting. Not for her. I'm not saying like she's disgusting. I'm saying he's disgusting for like convincing her of that. It's just beyond and I'll have to post a picture of them together for you guys because it is upsetting just think about that age gap think about how an adult can manipulate so their relationship did end and she leaves him in 2002 but then in 2008 Robin decides to reach out to Katie another girl who had been taken advantage of by John they he he had actually introduced them. And so they were all on AOL, no joke. And he's on AOL in these chat rooms, promising these girls that he's going to give them an animation career. Um, but obviously, you know, I mean, well, I mean, I guess it did kind of happen for that one girl, but this was a tactic he was using. So these two girls start putting two and two together that they were both getting letters and presents and being groomed and just being talked to about sexually explicit things when they were underage and Katie Rice. So, She always wanted to be an artist. She had her eyes set on Hollywood. She reached out to John when she was 14 years old, allegedly. They started talking over AOL, like I said. And I mean, do you guys remember these AOL chat rooms? Because I do. And oh my God, I'm lucky I didn't get abducted. Like, if you have an AOL chat room horror story, please share it with me. I used to sneak onto my computer in the dining room in the middle of the night and just like pray that my parents wouldn't wake up and be chatting with random people in AOL chat rooms, Uh, the life. But it was probably a lot of guys like John Kay, like, ew. So there's this video and I'm going to go ahead and play it because it's Katie and John together. And it's just so creepy, you guys. I mean, I guess if you you do really need to watch the video because you can see how physically uncomfortable she is. But there's also a lot in there where you can just hear how creepy he sounds. So I think it's important for you guys to hear this. Hi. Hey,
1: this is Katie Rice. She is one of the young artists I was telling you about who sought me out because she grew up watching Ren & Stimpy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Ren & Stimpy has a lot of uh, specialists on it. Like we have people who draw manly, we have people who draw uh, sensitive, we have people who draw sexy girls. Katie is the princess of sexy girl artists. Now I gotta tell you a little history because um, all through the 80's when I was working at Hanna-Barbera and Filmation and all these uh, studios, I always wanted to draw sexy girls into the cartoons. But since the networks were all run by, um, by dykes, they wouldn't let you because they thought it was offensive to women to draw girls cute, like Katie here. So um, it frustrated me and all the other artists that like to draw sexy girls. So when Ren Stimpy came along, I managed to get a couple of scenes, like in Powdered Toast Man, uh, what's the name of the girl? The lovely assistant in Powdered Toast Man. Mm-hmm. Now, Katie used to watch these cartoons and uh, didn't that crap inspire you or something? Yes, I love the girls. I like the, uh, those uh, Lynn Naylor girls too
2: in uh, Stimpy's Big Day.
1: Yeah, those are great. And uh, I think Katie showed me one time. She drew, uh, I was at her 15th birthday party. Uh, we'll tell you that backstory a little bit later. And um, she showed me her sketchbook. And one of the drawings in it was a, drawing, a copy of a drawing I did of my character Sody Pop. You still have that drawing? Yes. (laughs) It's not very good. (laughs) That was pretty cool. Anyway, she is now, as far as I know, the best artist in the business at doing uh, Sexy Girls. And she has a website called? Funny Cute. FunnyCute.com? .blogspot.com. There you go. Funny Cute. Look up. Katie Rice. Funny Cute. uh, Anyways. So, the new Ren & Stimpy's come along and Spike TV asked me, John, you know, you got to do something that, that adults like. Like when we made the original Ren and Stimpy, I did things that kids like, like boogers and farts. So what do adults like? They like naked! <laughs> so we did a cartoon called Naked Beach Frenzy. Now, it wasn't originally called that, and the idea for the cartoon came from uh, Carolyn J. Alvarez, who's another Ren and Stimpy fan, and she, she uh, mailed me a letter saying, Hey, John, why don't you make a cartoon where Ren and Stimpy go to the beach, and uh, Stimpy thinks that they're there to get exercise and fresh air and... Sunshine and all this good stuff. But it turns out that, that, that Ren is there because he just wants to look at all the hot bitches running around in, in uh, thongs and stuff. So I recruited um, Katie to be the lead artist on the, uh, on the cartoon. She designed all the sexy girls. We had this one scene where um, uh, Ren and Stimpy are uh, bathroom attendants in the shower room, the, the girl's shower room on the beach. So Katie was drawing all the shower scenes. And we had a problem. What was the problem? remember no okay it was how do you draw girls in the shower naked and not show the good parts so katie drew the good
2: parts
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i was all nervous i kept thinking oh i'd call her up i was in canada and she was here in la and i'd call her up and say katie you gotta like you know put hands in front of them or (laughs) hair or soap suds or something otherwise we're all gonna get fired well, we started, actually, it was a little different than that. Uh, I drew them all sort of Fantasia style with, you know, they had the boobs, but there's no nipples on them. And then I remember, like, right before we turned the uh, cartoon in, we were trying to come up with ways to hide them, whether it be foam or hands or whatever. And I remember asking John, like, John, what are we going to do? They don't have nipples and there's nothing covering it. What do we do? He said, just, just draw nipples on them. So I went through all the scenes really quick and just did the <laughs> nipples on every girl. <laughs> how that happened was i called up kevin k at spike tv and i told him the problem i said how do we do a shower scene without showing the nipples after a while you know it's going to get repetitive to just keep trying to hide it so he said you know what we're a man's network dry the goddamn nipples so we did and katie did and um, all the guys that had to follow up on her scene spent a lot of time in the bathroom let me tell you so we did exactly what they told us to do and then they never aired it, so and we got fired.
2: We blame like, Janet Jackson.
1: Yeah, that's right. It was Janet Jackson's fault. Right for a
2: nasty letter. Our
1: show appeared at Spike TV, ready to air, and then Janet and Justin did us in. So. But anyways, you don't care anymore because you've got this filth right in front of you. Naked Beach Frenzy, here it comes.
0: <sighs> okay. That was intense. That was a lot. Is everybody okay? Are you guys okay? Um, Just wow. All right. And just so you guys know, Katie Rice is actually doing great. She worked on Book of Life. She DC Superhero Girls, Kung Fu Panda. So she is still working. She's very active in the animation community. She is a boss bitch. And we love that for her. So, but that was really intense to watch. Um, I'll post the video on our Patreon as well. So I want you guys to go comment and just tell me what you think. But a couple of the YouTube comments here are just saying that, you know, it's weird that a person who can draw such expressive animation doesn't seem to notice how uncomfortable Katie is. And it's so freaking true. I mean, she just looks like she was going to crawl out of her skin. Oh, God. Somebody said maybe it turns him on. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Oh, and she is the animator of the upcoming of the um, Animaniacs reboot, which is so cool. My kids love that series. But yeah, it's just another example of that predatory Holly weird behavior, but this is just a little more behind the scenes, right? It's a little inside baseball. And she's, I do want to mention too that Katie's web comics, Katie and Camp, We Didn't Wantcha, are amazing. You guys should check those out and support her. But yeah, John Kay is a creepy guy. And if you look into interviews with him, you'll see that just like all of his characteristics they're so they give you the worst vibe he obviously had I'm sure like a difficult childhood and yada yada I don't really care I mean he's a predator he's a predator right so I wish that that was it but it's not so she kept in touch with him until her sophomore year of high school and yeah this article says they continued chatting online and on the phone into her sophomore year of high school. And John Kay's message made her feel special. In an AOL conversation, he told her not to copy and send to her friends. He said, I want to squeeze you. And I'm crazy about you, Katie. He asked her, Do I ever make you tingle? In an email she printed and saved from a few days after she turned 15, the 41 year old man wrote, I'm thinking about you very hard right now. And I have a little tickle in my chest. Now 36 rice looks at these old pages with some of the, with some of the compliments underlined in purple gel pen and cringes. Uh, I think she's doing more than cringing. I mean, hopefully she's in a lot of fucking therapy, that's awesome that she printed and saved these messages from AOL. Like, are you kidding me? I wonder if she was doing it because she was like in love with him and she thought it was romantic. Um, and then, you know, as she becomes an adult, she realizes oh my God, this is terrible. But either way, I'm just happy she has the evidence because God knows we don't believe a woman. So, you know, when she was 15, I think she was genuinely into him. In this article, she also wrote that he's very nice. He gives her a lot of drawing tips, like trying to justify the way he was so creepy with her. And they met a few times in LA They kept talking after she moved with her parents from California to Lake Tahoe in 96. And she was entering the 10th grade, age 14. They had a conversation on the phone. He tells her to repeat after him. John's blank slides in my blank. He asked her at this young age, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, she refused to have phone sex with him and she I guess that was like when the light went off in her head when she realized that he was trying to groom her (laughs) he pushed it too far and she snapped but she was still friends with him so especially after moving away from her home in California to Lake Tahoe he attended her 15th birthday party and you heard him talk about that a few minutes ago he was there and they abruptly stopped speaking in 97, which is interesting. Um, and there's pictures of him at her birthday party, which, I'll also post those. And then Robin and Katie start emailing in 98 and they start swapping stories just about all of the weird groomy things that he would do. So Katie finally cuts it off with John because there was two incidents the f- <clears throat> pretty close together that were enough for her. He threatened to rape her during the production of a Weird owl music video. And that's when that incident happened. And the second incident happened when she found child sexual assault material material on his computer and she says she saw a photo that looked like a girl that was 10 years old. So that tells us everything we need to know about this guy, in my opinion. But the other girl confirmed she saw the stuff on the laptop as well and just all these other weird behaviors. So I think them talking to each other really empowered each other. This, I mean, he is a criminal. He, the reason why Robin and Katie didn't speak up, I think, is because, at the beginning is because they were groomed. And I think a lot of people would have called them liars and crazy, and they were just probably terrified now that they're older, they've at least tried to get justice. Katie did try to seek justice. So she tried three different times to report the child sexual assault materials on his computer to the national center for missing, exploited children, and also to the police, but the statute of limitations were up. So they're not going to do anything, which is fucking ridiculous. It's so disturbing on so many levels. And I understand that it's a law, but come on. And Robin also tried to get justice. The police told her that the allegations were too old to investigate. So again, statute of limitations was up. Of course, the law's going to protect him as it does many men. I mean, the crazy, the real crazy thing is like, we know that the justice system doesn't care about women, right? We know that. But what's really crazy to me is that all of the people in the industry knew about his 15 year old girlfriend, 14 year old girlfriend. Like how is that? Okay. It was a well-known secret in the animation industry. It was an open secret. Nobody called him out and he responded to the allegations. So (laughs) Here it comes. His lawyer says the nineties were a time of emotional and mental fragility for him, for John. He was struggling after losing Ren and Stimpy, but what all of this happened before Ren and Stimpy. So what the fuck are you talking about? But he claims to have never had the child essay materials. He tried to use ADHD as why a part of why it, He might've done any of these things, blamed his fans. (laughs) Oh, bipolar, blamed it on bipolar too, which mental health is real, but it's not the same as being a pedophile. But Nickelodeon did fire him. He was laid on deadlines. He wasn't bringing in money. That's why they fired him. Not because (laughs) of the 15 year old girlfriend. That was fine. They were okay with that, but he was, He was such a chauvinist and so many people didn't want to work with him. So I think Nickelodeon was just wanted to wash their hands with it completely. I mean, this is a a theme that runs through Nickelodeon. So many shady characters at Nickelodeon. I mean, obviously we've talked a little bit about Dan Schneider, but there's like the whole Drake Bell thing. It does beg the question, why don't Nickelodeon and Disney protect these children? Why did they let this fuckery run amok? I mean, I get it uh, on larger networks that aren't geared towards kids. I mean, why would they really care? This is corporate America. Hello. But you're literally running a network that's made for children. And I could do endless episodes on the Predators that work there. I mean, that like currently work there. It's insane. So I just don't, something I'll never be able to wrap my head around. Hollywood is so weird. That's why I call it Holly weird. The fact that Nickelodeon let this guy work for them for so long and only tanked him because Ren and Stimpy was falling off in ratings is bewildering to me. The whole Dan Schneider situation. I mean, and he's, I think, still technically works for Nickelodeon. And not to mention, Nickelodeon waited for Steven Hillenberg to die so that they could make two spinoff shows. But yeah, Nickelodeon as a network deserves to die after what it allegedly did to all of the child actors that are so beloved to us. And not to mention destroying so many great shows. And I know that, None of my Nickelodeon people really want to hear me say that, but it's kind of how I feel sometimes. Yeah, everybody gets lost in the Dan Schneider of it all, but there is others. There are others. And I think that next time, I mean, eventually I do want to talk about John Buck because he's also somebody that was featured in an open secret. And you guys, I highly recommend that movie. If you haven't seen it, it really begs the question. I've been talking about this with a lot of people lately, like, Do How can you separate the art from the artist? I mean, can you separate the art from the artist? I always like to know people's opinion on that. Some stuff I can, some stuff I can't. But yeah, ultimately, John was fired after six episodes. He only made six adult party episodes and it took him six years to finish cans without labels. Coincidence? (laughs) So John K goes after South Park just because it features talking poop as a minor character just like rendon Sniffy does like he thinks that it's ripped off from him or something like dude no but even beyond the pedophilia he was such a terror to work with that it didn't matter that he was so good at animation nobody wanted to work with him and ultimately that led to the end of his career so let's see where john k is now but there was going to be a Ren and Snippy reboot. I think there might actually still be, but John Kay is not going to be involved because of the allegations. I mean, the Washington Post did a huge article um, whenever all the allegations came out and about both women. I can actually read a little bit of it, but I mean, it's everything we just covered. And it says, John K is not the only prominent animation creator with a scandal. Last October, Nickelodeon fired the Loud House showrunner Chris Savino over allegations of sexual misconduct and threats of retribution made by at least a dozen women. As first reported by Cartoon Brew, Savino apologized for his actions that created an unacceptable work environment, quote unquote. Last November, Pixar co-founder and Disney animation chief John Leister began a leave of absence as first reported by Variety. After he was accused of inappropriate workplace conduct, including unwanted touching, Lester had said he would return after six, a six months sabbatical. So, I mean, yeah, it's just like an industry-wide epidemic. It is definitely an epidemic, but I think the most mind blowing thing to me is just that he truly didn't have any consequences from what he did to these girls. I mean, like we like I said, you know, people don't want to work with him because of his attitude, but it has nothing to do with the fact that he groomed these children. And I mean, now, of course, he won't be invited to the reboot because of it, but still it's not enough, man. He needs to go to jail. The shiz that's fucked up. It's so messed up, but Nickel, this is from two weeks ago. Nickelodeon all-star brawl has finally added a very requested feature to the four player platform fighting game voice acting has now been added to the game allowing each character on the roster to grunt yell and give off ridiculous one-liners during each battle in an announcement made over the official nickelodeon all-star brawl twitter page the voice acting and items update was made available around the same time as the announcement along with the announcement of all the voice actors that were available to fill each role While some well-known voice actors, such as Tom Kenny, were able to reprise their voice acting roles like SpongeBob, many other voice actors were selected to fill the roles of older characters due to various reasons, such as the original voice actors passing away, being retired or aging out of the role, or in this case, being a fucking child predator here is the list of every voice actor represented in the game um please don't have john Kay. please don't have john Kay. <laughs> wren <laughs> originally voiced by john Kay, who left during the original run of ren and simpy under acrimonious circumstances in the more recent years he has been subject to allegations of sexual abuse and harassment Billy West, who also voiced Stimpy, assumed the role upon John's departure. Um, and so, if you guys are interested in animation and voice acting, I think, and I, I know I've recommended this podcast before, but it's called I Hear Voices, and it's Will Friedel. And Christy Carlson Romano, and they always have a voice actor as a guest on. And I mean, it's just the coolest thing ever. It's really cool. Um, I mean, if you just need like a palette cleanser from this, don't, <laughs> I mean, I know I do. I'm probably going to go watch, um, I don't know, I can't decide if I want to watch Pretty Little Liars or find something on Hulu because the other night, the Melissa Joan Hart movie, Dirty Little Secret came out on Lifetime. So I caved and I bought the Hulu subscription so I could watch it live. And then I canceled the next day, but I still had to pay for it for a month. (laughs) But it's a movie about Melissa Joan Hart being a hoarder. And I really just don't see a timeline for me where a movie gets better it's lifetime it's hoarding it's Melissa Joan Hart stop I'm in love so anyways I might go turn on Hulu since I have it for a month still and just see if there's anything on there um that's interesting some juicy like crazy lifetime movie but I'm glad we got John K out of the way I'm glad we talked Ren and Stimpy um, it was such an awkward episode to do because I've done so many, like just done so much Nickelodeon stuff on my main feed, but yeah, I wanted to get it out of the way and I just really wanted to put it out there. And I just feel terrible for these women, um, that they had to experience that. And I feel so happy that they're having like, they're thriving seemingly now. Uh, but you know, we just can't, I, I don't understand why the world just tolerates men, doing this to young girls, you know, to children. It's so unfathomable that the law allows this, that our culture allows this. So that's my rant. And of course, you know, just like every single week. I love you guys. I love all of my patrons. If you guys are into dark side of Nickelodeon, there's actually a handful more of people we could get into Jason Handy, uh, just a bunch of people. So if you want, I could do more episodes like that. Um, If not, maybe next time I'll do something light. Maybe I'll even cover the Melissa Joan Hart movie, the um, dirty little secret. That could be fun. So, but I do love it when you guys message me and give me recommendations. So just let me know. Because a lot of you guys had reached out to me saying that you wanted me to cover an open secret, but the thing is with an open secret, there's so many stories within just that movie. And this is just one of the people that was mentioned in that documentary And I figure slowly we can go through them all. So let me give a quick shout out though to all my patrons, all of my new patrons. You guys are amazing. I hope you enjoyed Remember the Titans last week as well. That was such a fun episode to record. Oh my God. I mean, this was fun to record too, but I feel like I need to go take a shower. Not going to (laughs) lie. But to all my new patrons, I love you guys so much. Chyna, Michelle, Michelle. Gail, Ashley, the other Ashley, (laughs) Bev, Chalice, Libby, Shauna, you guys are amazing. You know, I need to start promoting the Patreon more because I really do want more people on here. I just want us to like start chatting more, having more of an open discussion about what we think about these episodes. You know, if you disagree with me on something, let me know if there's something you specifically want me to cover, let me know. Um, like Shauna requested a John Brandis episode. So that I might actually be doing for another podcast, <laughs> but uh, with my friend Tiffany, we might do John Brandis. But if not, I'm going to do it here on the Patreon for her. So keep your eyes out for that. I'd like to do River Phoenix as well. But I gotta mix it up. The like Hollywood tragedies. I have to mix in the remember the Titans and things like that. Because we don't wanna we don't wanna just like always be depressed, right? <laughs> or creeped out. I mean, if you do, I got you. <laughs> but I will see you guys later. I hope everybody has an amazing week and I will talk to you next week. Later. <laughs>
3: Ah. Cigarettes on cigarettes My mama think I stank I got burn holes in my hoodies All my homies think it's stank I miss my cocoa butter kisses I miss my cocoa butter kisses Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stink I got burn holes in my hoodies, all my homies think it's stink, I miss my cocoa butter, kisses. I miss my cocoa butter, kisses. <laughs> okey Okie dokie, I'll Keep it low-key like Thor, Lil Bro, or he'll go blow the loudie Saudi, if sour, Saudi Wiley up off peyote Wildin' like that coyote, if I if any, any My belly just might be outy Pull up inside a huggy Start skiing, hutch a I just opened up the pack In an hour, I'll ask my lucky Tonight she just yelling, fuck me Two weeks she'll be yelling, fuck me Used to like orange cassette tapes With Timmy, Tommy, and Chucky And Chucky, Jesus pieces, Jesus pieces Saint Jesus love me Put Vizine inside my eyes So my grandma would fucking hug me Oh, generation above me I know you still remember just like that is y'all taught me how to go hunting. Blam! Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stay. I got burn holes in my hoodies, all my homies think it's dank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stay. I got burn holes in my hoodies, all my homies think it's dank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa, but if it's it nice, is, I will smoke a little something,
2: but I don't inhale. Everywhere that I go, everywhere, they be acts as it going. instead of go the ends Well, go figure, victors, light skin. Jesus got me feeling like cold and Pell. All praise to the guy, God knows he's a pro, he's a pro like cold and Tell. Check, check, make check me, take me to the barber like you know me well. I mean, normally, you see Norma Jean it with a ticket with Farmer Phil. But these kids these days, they get so high, burn trees, smoke fail. Till they can't feel shit, shit, face, face, this. 15 hits on this L. Elevated train and the craziest thing got me feeling like Lauren Hill. Miseducated, my dick delegated, rap bill battered me That said I should've never made it, probably should've been dead or in jail Dead be dead, enough of that jazz, asshole absent up in that class Are we there yet? Ice cubes in a bone, rip, brain dead, take a tuck in the past I think we all addicted, yeah I think we all addicted Really though? I think we all addicted, yeah I think we all addicted Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stink. I got burn holes in my memories. My homies think it's dank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I think we all addicted. Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama.
3: Think. Pit a with a pata pita to Used to be in a jollifier in a goofy. Try hard uh-uh, not to be addicted to a groupie. I ended up on an album cover in the Gucci. You see, I be mean still a guy, but a goofy newbie. Flowing up my drugs and the oozy. That's the dual principle. Sometimes I'ma be up by some hope. Sometimes I'ma wanna make a movie. And when it come to rapping fast, I'm the Higgs Boson. Yeah. And throw my style freakish. I can still break your body down to five pieces like I did Voltron. Yeah. Cause I'm addicted to the craft and I will be off an of OG. Know me, I'm not Kenolia, the only one can only other go see. Never scatter mean spirits. Metaphidamine lyrics coolin' like I'm off of codeine. Low key. Don't be so. Judgment too, even though I'm reminiscent. If I don't know what I miss is, I'ma end up figuring out that it's home. And my mother and my grandmother, cocoa butter kisses. This is just a testament to the ones that raised me, the ones that are praise and I'm thanking. I need them with the chronicle up in my clothes. And I wanna get a hug, and I can't cause I'm stinking, Never too old for a spanking.
2: Cigarettes on cigarettes. My mama think I stank. I got burn holes in my memories. My homies think it yes, stink, I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I think we all addicted.
3: Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stank. I got burn holes in my hoodies, all my homies think it's dank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stank. I got burn holes in my hoodies, all my homies think it's dank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter.